an artist, and a chef teamed up to provide scholarships to students attending art institutes and culinary schools. This is their podcast. DC in Two Perspectives is hosted by Tina Whitlow and Sean Lightfoot. Hey, Sean. Hey, Tina. How are you? Um, well. I have to ask you a question. As an entrepreneur, you've been in this game longer than I. How has it been for you being an entrepreneur and overcoming some of the adversities that you faced in your career? Um, unfortunately, Small Business Week actually has been going on for about 50 years, but it only appears to have blossomed in low-income or marginalized communities uh, probably within the last five um, um, I started uh, in this business as a small entrepreneur in actually 86, but opened up my first restaurant in 95. So I think one of the challenges is because you're in business, everyone thinks that you're a big business because you're in business and that you're making all this money because you have a product that sells or that's monetized. And that's not always the case. There are a lot of hidden challenges that we face. I've been an independent artist since I was in high school. And the past two years, this has been my first time actually promoting myself as an independent artist and as a business owner and as an entrepreneur. And one thing that I've learned from you, Sean, which has helped me in business is how to pivot, how to keep it moving no matter what you're going through or no matter what you're facing. But how do you, how do you actually do that and make that a success for yourself? Um, resources. Just making sure that I've aligned myself with the proper resources that, excuse me, <coughs> when these things happen, um, that you can tap into those resources, kind of pull you back, straighten you out. Um, sometimes it's not always um, that they could help you financially, but they can also just help you with the resources that get you to that financial capacity. So. It's just resources and relationships. Although everyone's secret to success is different, is that your secret to success? Um, is what my secret to success? Resources. No. Uh, the secret to success for me has been to humble myself, to um, giving back um, and not paying attention to the money. Um, I think if you focus on how much money you want to make, you won't focus on how you're going to get there. The first perspective. Good morning. This is DC and Two Perspectives. My name is Tina Whitlow, and I have my partner here, Chef Lightfoot. Uh, good morning, everyone. We are here from the Whitlow Foundation, and this is our podcast called DC and Two Perspectives. We are very happy to have our guest, Mr. Steve Glade, president of CNHED. 
Hi, Mr. Glade. How are you? Hi, it's good to be here. I'm glad I was walking by. <laughs> hey, Stephen, how you doing? This good. Good to see you, Sean. I'm so glad that you were able to give us a few minutes of your time. Absolutely. So, I would like to ask you, as the president of CNHED, tell us about what, you, what your role is in helping small business owners. Well, the coalition is a 140-member organization that focuses on a broad range of affordability issues in the District of Columbia. Everyone knows it's become harder and harder and harder for long-term residents, people of color, um, and low-income people to stay in the District of Columbia. Uh, our legacy of work started focusing on affordable housing and trying to get the city to invest more of its local dollars into affordable housing, but we know we can't subsidize uh, or build our way out of the problem. We have to find ways to enhance people's individual and family incomes. And small business is the vehicle by which that best happens. So right now, small businesses in the District of Columbia employ almost 250,000 people. But most importantly, they hire the people who are at the bottom rungs of the economic ladder. So if I'm a returning citizen, if I have a substance abuse history, if I didn't go to college, if I have a sketchy employment history, my first job, my upward mobility is going to come likely through a small business. And that's why we support the small business community and ecosystem that serves that community in the District of Columbia. Great, great, great. Um, I've been working with you guys for a while, and I'm just amazed at the work that you do and the support that you give. Um, this event today, um, to kick off for Small Business Week, uh, how do you think that that will impact small business development in terms of the grassroots uh, kind of small businesses that don't have all the resources or all of the education, but they want to start a business, and that's their key? So I think one of the values of what we do is we remind the city, you know, in a city where the landscape is changing so quickly, landscape changing projects like the new soccer stadium, Walter Reed, um, St. Elizabeth's, the Southwest waterfront, we have to remind the city that as vital and as needed as those major developments are, that the underpinnings of what keeps our city economically healthy and frankly economically just are the small businesses. So our event and our entire week um, focus on small businesses is just to lift them up and lift their role in sustaining economic viability and inclusion um, for the city as a whole. They're too busy operating to tell their story. They're too busy keeping the lights on, keeping, you know, all too well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so an organization like ours needs to do for small businesses what they are not always able to do for themselves, which is to lift themselves up, become more visible, tell their story, and connect to broader service systems that can help them grow and sustain themselves. Mr. Glade, I loved how you touched on starting a small business as an alternative for overcoming some of the adversities that a lot of people living in underserved communities may face on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Tell us, um, what is your perspective on small business development in today's society and what small business owners need to do to achieve success? I can probably best tell that by sharing uh, a story uh, from years and years ago in my life. Years and years ago, when I worked for the Department of Housing and Urban Development, I had a driver. I had car and driver privileges, and I always took my driver into my speeches. And in one of my speeches, I said, you know, some of y'all need to quit your good government jobs and come back to the community and start businesses. 
And even though it was just a speech, he took me seriously, and he quit his government job, started two daycare centers, a landscaping company, and a paratransit company. And when we asked him how he started his business, he said these simple words. If you walk out your front door and look around, you will always see something that's needed to be done that someone is willing to pay for. And I don't want to oversimplify the starting of small businesses, but that's really the reality. It's somewhere between having a dream and seeing a need and blending the two of those. Sean, you know all too well that if you don't have a passion for what you go into business for, you will not last. You will not overcome those barriers and those hurdles and those disappointments and those setbacks. And so turning your passion into profit is like one of the themes that I believe in and you will know all too well that passion is an essential ingredient. And that's why I was saying earlier, um, this organization, I've called on them, and they've given me the support that I need. So organizations like this in the District of Columbia, not a lot of people know about you guys or about what you do. How can they get involved? Um, I think that we're easy to connect with. We have monthly meetings that are free, that, and we serve really great lunches that everybody can come to. I've, I, I've served I, <laughs> Yes, you have. And I also think that our members are represent the continuum of supports that are needed. So some of our members are the Washington Area Community Investment Fund. They provide lending to small businesses. The Latino Economic Development Corporation, they provide lending to small businesses. No one who has a dream or even a vision knows all the supports or interventions that they need. And you can research it before you start, but we are, CNHED is a great connector through our 140 members to all the supports, whether it's technical assistance, whether it's uh, borrowing and lending, um, whether it's business plan development. We work with all the small business technical assistance providers, the community lenders, and the, the banks, and the other support systems that is someone who wants to start a small business might need. So all you listeners out there, keep this in mind. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask those questions. Don't be embarrassed. Um, in order to get the information or the resources, you have to ask questions. Yeah. And get connected. There's a lot out here to help. Um, it's hard to figure it out by yourself, but the good news is you don't have to. CNHED and other organizations and government agencies are here to help. If you just connect with one of us, we'll connect you with the others. We're currently here at Bus Boys and Poets in Anacostia during the Small Business Week. This is the kickoff on a Monday, and that wraps us up for our interview. Thank you so much, Mr. Glade, for Thank your you time. All for having Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Appreciate it. The second perspective. Good morning. Today is Monday, and we are here doing the Small Business Week kickoff. And we're here at the new Anacostia location of Busboys and Poets. We're here, I am Tina Whitlow from the Whitlow Foundation, and we have my business partner, Chef Lightfoot. Good morning, everyone. And we are here with our guest, Mr. Harold Pettigrew from Waker. Good morning, everyone. And that's Harold Pettigrew. Pettigrew. We don't want to mess his name up. <laughs> sorry. Pettigrew, sorry. Mr. Pettigrew, tell us a little bit about your role in helping small business owners. Sure, sure. Uh, So I serve as the executive director for the Washington Area Community Investment Fund, also known as WACIF. We basically, we invest in people. That's the simplest way of putting it. Uh, We we invest financial capital as well as uh, knowledge capital to make sure that people can start, grow, develop businesses to help be the anchors of our local economy and our communities. So I've been... um knowing you for a while, 
we've done some some great food work together. Um, in terms of business, uh, what's your perspective on small business development and how it impacts local low-income underserved communities? Sure, sure. So we, we have this focus that business ownership is specifically for us asset building. Asset building is critical for wealth creation. And that's putting it in its simplest forms. We want to help people build assets. We want to help families to build assets so that they can create wealth. Not only wealth for themselves and their families, but through jobs, creating wealth, through creating community wealth. And so when you strip away what we do, that's the why we do it. And so for me, being a native Washingtonian, literally grew up around the corner on W Street, I've always lived east of the river. It's been important to me to make sure that as an organization, but even more so that my life's work personally has been spent creating economic opportunity for folks here in D.C. Um, and in the region throughout. So that, that's sort of the focus. Like we're, we're here to not only bring uh, knowledge and helping people become much greater business owners and helping them on their path, but also we have this unique platform of being able to bring capital so that people can have the fuel that they need to start and grow businesses. So earlier today, we had on Mr. Stephen Glaude, who is the president of CNHED, and he spoke about uh, connectivity. Um, how can one connect with Wakef and get those resources? Yeah, through, through, through every means, really, uh, from uh, social media, giving us a call, website. Uh, you want to put some smoke signals up in the air, we're, we're, we're there. Um, we, we try to be out. We try to be ple- present. Uh, specifically east of the river, but also uh, just throughout the city, because we know uh, communications is hard, and we're trying to touch people who are trying to balance two and three jobs, right? And so we've kind of taken a burden on ourselves to make sure that we're present, that we're accessible, um, specifically for me, that I'm out as well in the community. So our full team, we normally have a full court press. of trying to be along the corridors, having presence, uh, social media and communications-wise. We, we try to use all avenues necessary. One last piece I'll mention is uh, partnerships have been critical for us. So organizations like CNHEB and other community partners have been critical at pointing folks our way uh, as well. Um, and so it's, it's been helpful in that way, but we try to make sure we're, we're available to and meet people where they need to be met. Hmm. I would like to ask you, what is your perspective on small business development in today's society? And also, what do small business owners need to do to achieve to to achieve success? Yeah, so that's a, that's a, that's a big one. Um, so today's society, and I'll, I'll answer, the, answer this in a very specific way, that business ownership is more critical now than it's ever been. One, we have income inequality at levels that we've never seen as a country. Even more, we have a racial wealth divide that's even starker. You know, when you look at uh, the, 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 the net worth of white households versus black and Hispanic households. It, it's, it's, it's pretty stark. And so when you look at how to begin to narrow that, how do you narrow that gap, uh, home ownership is first um, in terms of non-financial assets to build wealth. Business ownership is second. And so we believe that it's important to promote business owner, ownership not just for what we experience here locally in our communities, but this larger narrative and larger arc of that's what we mean when we talk about creating wealth, that when you talk about the net worth of households, that business ownership is a part of that recipe, a part of that equation uh, for closing the racial wealth divide that's here, closing the income divide that's here. It's critically important. 
And so that's where we come into the uh, uh, into the discussion that asset building is critical for wealth creation. The second piece of what you mentioned, uh, business ownership success. And so uh, the way we treat it is like a partnership. We want to make sure that uh, a business owner that has has passion or has identified an opportunity from necessity, that that passion is uh, uh, also equipped with the right knowledge and capital that's needed, right? So uh, we, we... we try to bring the tools necessary that the business owner may not be able to get on their own. You know, so how many of us grow up understanding how to use balance sheets as a management tool, right? Uh, and we know, I think it's pretty definitive and universal agreement now that for black and Hispanics household, households, they have greater barriers to accessing capital. And so that's where we can come in to help business owners uh, to be successful. Most important for that business owner though is to seek assistance uh, seek help to get the right people around them that can be helpful in their journey. There's not one person that will know 100% all the pieces necessary for business success. That's why we have doctors in our personal lives because we're not expected to know uh, uh, the, the aspects of health or you get an accountant because you're not expected to know. Same thing for business ownership, right? And so it's critical to make sure for any and every business owner that they have the right supports around them from legal support, accountants, but also advisors um, and people who are here for their best interest. Um, So that's always the one thing I say, just for business success, seek help and make sure you're getting the help that's needed for your business. So everyone out there is listening. This is Harold Pettigrew, uh, the executive director of Wake He resonated something that Stephen Glaude said. Put that support and those systems around you in order to make your business successful. Absolutely. That's the only way this can work. Mr. Pettigrew, my last question mm-hmm. is based off of your last answer. Uh-huh. For the small business owners that have resistance when it comes to seeking help or asking for help, what is your strategy on kind of softening that surface for them? Yeah, that's, that's a tough one because one of the things we do look for in the clients that we work with um, certainly is, is someone who's amenable to learning. Um, There are things that we specialize in um, that we don't expect that people coming to us have expertise around. Again, similarly, you go to a doctor, are you going to know all the terms uh, that physiologically are associated with your body and everything else? Not really. You know, and so for us, it's making sure that if you're coming to us, there is uh, obviously some need for help or you wouldn't be coming to us. You know, and so for us, it's making sure that it's, it's a true partnership that we're invested in that person so that they can grow this asset, but also that they know from us that they're gonna get the best advice that we could possibly give um, and that there needs to be some reception there. Um, part, you know, Partnerships are based on trust as well. You know, and So we try to make it known very early on that uh, one, the people who work for WAKEF are all there because they believe in a mission. And our mission is what drives us, not uh, any bottom line or those sort of things. And so we, we, we really try to, you know, make sure that there's no barriers there of trust or anything else. Uh, and, and most importantly, where a business owner has continually gotten a no, we try to be that pathway to yes. Mm-hmm. And that's yes, whether it's related to getting capital, whether it's just simply supporting an idea, because often we're beat down to say, nah, you're not going to be able to do that. 
you know, or your situation is too tough, you can't get out of that. Mm-hmm. No, we try to ease that by saying things might be tough, but we can help you with a pathway or help you with steps to get to the yes. You know, so that that's something that's important uh, for us to, to reinforce, to re- uh, to encourage, but also making sure that you understand that in us you have a, a true partner. Mm-hmm. We go together, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Mr. Pettigrew, thank you so much for your time and diving right in with us. I know this was kind of spirit of the moment, but you did an awesome job. It's been fun. Anytime. Anytime. We know know the work you do, and I really appreciate you. You know that. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And this succeeds our interview. Thank you so much for listening to DC and Two Perspectives. Absolutely. Thank Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Today, during Small Business DC Week, we interviewed Mr. Stephen Glade. He is the president of CNHED, the Coalition on Nonprofit Housing and Economic Development. And we also interviewed Mr. Harold Pettigrew. He is the executive director of WACEF, Washington Area Community Investment Fund. And they both share their perspectives on how starting a small business can help you overcome your adversities. Yeah, um, those two gentlemen are very instrumental in waking up D.C. small business development in um, low-income and marginalized communities within the D.C. area. I mean, I've worked closely with both of them. They've given me opportunities so that I could uh, advance uh, the business of what I do, which, of course, is catering. Um, But just in the area of the resources and the impact that they have on our communities, uh, those two gentlemen are leading the way. We also want to thank Busboys and Poets and Anna Costia for allowing us to host our show at their location during this event, which was, which was the kickoff to D.C. Small Business Week. Yeah, Small Business Week, um, like I said, it's a traditional um, thing that impacts the community as a whole, but the focus is on small business development. So if you're a small business or uh, want to be a startup entrepreneur, um, check into those resources, uh, CNHED and WACEF, for some of the resources and uh, some of the impact projects that they have. We also want to thank Mr. Glade and Mr. Pettigrew for giving us their time and sitting down with us and sharing their two perspectives on this subject. Listen as they share their two perspectives. At the Whitlow Foundation, our vision is to offer micro-scholarship awards in the forms of tools of the trade for the creative arts and culinary art forms to students who are attending an art institute or a culinary school ages 17 to 22 with the abilities, the passion, and determination who cannot otherwise secure the financial aid needed to make those purchases. We're here to introduce them to all options that will assist them in funding their creative education. We want them to succeed in a culinary arts program or an art institute to further their aspirations of becoming an artist or an accomplished chef. So we offer supplies and the monetary aid options that are not required to pay back to assist them in meeting their financial needs.